Jules, you give that fucking Nimrod $1,500 and I'll shoot him on general principle. No, Yolanda, Yolanda, he ain't gonna do a goddamn motherfucking thing. Bitch, shut the fuck everybody welcome back welcome back to gundam and mhq this is one of your hosts neo and joining me always is a soul bro so bro say hello what's happening everybody oh man and we're joining you for episode 221 of gundam and mhq i'm i'm coming live i've, I've changed locations i'm not in freedom bunker 42 anymore oh, no. Uh, no 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 i'm i'm in i'm in eagle falcon crest six <laughs> Eagle Falcon Crest. Yeah, Eagle Falcon Crest. Indeed. Yes, it's yes, it's high in the hills. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to get. Huh? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say sequel to the old, uh, the the old soap opera from the eighties. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's safe from the the roving protesters. Give us beaches. Or give us protesters. <laughs> It's like a bunch of zombies, but uh, yeah, I, I had to get away from. Yeah, so. Um, Have you heard, yeah. Neo? Commerce is everything, baby. Commerce is everything. Uh, commerce is still going on. Yo, I mean, yo, yo, people fuck. are still people are still buying stuff. I'm still oh, yeah, buying no stuff. It's just it's just coming directly to my door now, <laughs> as opposed to me going and getting it. So I mean, I, I pity but, the people who have to go to work, uh, given the circumstances. I pity the small business owners, man, because they are uh, having it uh, fucking rough right now, man. So it's a fucking shame, but uh, well, well they shouldn't have bought back all that stock these last ten years. Oh, so I mean, I don't. I have. <laughs> it's funny how a bunch of companies that just used all their cash to buy back stock to up their stock prices are now like, we need money. Oh, <laughs> what happened to the tens of billions you spent this past year, right. these past couple of years for nothing, added no value to your company except for your stock line. But I digress. This isn't Mad Money with Jim Cramer. <laughs> So so so. <laughs> Neil's new nickname is Dow Jones. <laughs> that's actually my call sign. So I, that's yes. why I, I actually I actually show up in um I actually show up in uh, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the C-130 pilots, and right? they call me Dow Jones. Dow yeah. Jones. <laughs> 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 you got the do- you, you have your trusty dog. His name is Nasdaq. <laughs> my, my uh, well, no, I'm still part of a military organization. I'm not a mercenary. This is an A team. Oh man, it's not GI Joe. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll be, I'll be the, uh, I'll be the, I'll be the, uh, I'm the like the older recruit because it's like you know it's like oh Dow Jones. Yeah, he used to be a high flying broker, and then 2008 happened. And the only way he could get out was join the Air Force or no, join the Navy. I'm sorry, that's what that's what Mavericks in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know what? I don't want to see see with three. I'll be a helicopter pilot. That makes more sense. Indeed. than Navy. So there, there you go. go. Yeah, Dow Jones. 
<laughs> Dow Jones, Blackhawk Violet. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, shit. Well, we got some getting frosty up here. We? <laughs> but, um, yeah. oh, man. All right. So, yes, this is episode 221 of, episode of Gundam and MHQ. And, oh, man, you guys know. Uh, we're going to be doing our Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045 review. And that'll be the for the first season, the first 12 episodes available on Netflix is how I saw them. Solbro, I'm sure that's the way you saw them, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, I certainly did. Yeah. I guess it's a, uh, I guess this is part of it. Did they they brandished it as a Netflix original, didn't they? <laughs> they always do that. If they if they primarily yeah. produce a show or or, or localize a show, now, they'll call they, it an original, even though you know it aired on the BBC or some shit. But I believe this series has not aired on Japanese television, and it's just basically uh, this this iteration of Standalone Complex is a Netflix really? original. Yeah, because it's it has a slight alteration to the title. It's now Standalone Complex twenty forty five. So. And you could consider it a sequel to the original standalone complex, but in it in and itself is a new show as well. But yeah, it's they they call it a Netflix original. You see it's the beginning a sequel. of the sequel. I mean, it's it is definitely a sequel. The, they're yeah. continuing the timeline. Yeah. I mean, at least you can say that. So um, absolutely. You know, so so bro, anything as I uh, go remotely to the Larry King Memorial News Studio for some news, listener submitted news. No, no Zoom blam- uh, bombing me. No, anyway. <laughs> God forbid we have to use Zoom next. Oh, but uh, oh shit, that would not that would not well, be good. I might as well just publish my bank accounts and type the internet. There you go. That's the spirit. That's what they want. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it just is the things have been good. Um, shout out to everybody who came out to see the streams today. If you're watching live on YouTube.com/slash GundamMHQ slash live. Are on uh, twitch.tv slash level underscore nine. That's N I N E as opposed to the number nine. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the channels yet, please do. And uh, we try to do this at least twice a month or like once every two weeks. Sometimes we uh, we have well, life gets in the way and we have to uh, postpone doing a show. Like like with this one, we planned to do it last Thursday and then uh, something came up on my end with my internet connection. So I didn't, Damn, I, I, didn't, internet. I didn't want to risk it. I, I Damn did. you, Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now that we're back in, in business, hopefully everything holds tight today but uh thanks for coming out uh to watch the stream or watching the run back and uh thank you very much uh for uh for for always listening to gundam at mhq to you uh, back to you neo yeah so if, and and if people are noticing that somehow my um my xbox profile is on there it's because i have now played starting to play games again because i'm having time <laughs> so i'm stuck in last year so i'm playing gears 5 there you go was, um, so the- if anybody wants to Everyone wants to reach out, they can. I'm sure I'm slowly going through it, but it's not as good as the old ones. So. I was telling Neil he needs to pick but up uh, uh, Final Fantasy uh, Remake because uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that's the That's what I'm saying in chat. I'm enjoying the hell out of that game, man. And uh, props to anybody who's gone through it. I don't want any spoilers. Please don't spoil it for me, guys. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, it's, I think I'm about halfway through the game now. So I'm um, looking forward to uh, <clears throat> seeing, how, um, seeing how this first volume of uh, the remake ends. And it should be dope. Mm. But um, yeah, that's what's happening. All right. So as I go in here, I go. Oh my gosh, our first article comes from Rodimus seventy six. And wow, if we would, I don't even know if we could do this well, even if we planned it. The first article comes from here, 
and it's uh, saying that Ghosts in the Shell uh, Standalone Complex 2025 was renewed for a second season. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that that's cool. I guess it's, um, yeah, I guess it's going to, the second season is um, going to be, uh, no word on that, but it probably won't be till 2021. I'm sure the coronavirus will, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that will influence the release date of the second season. So another 12 episodes coming. So I mean, not to spoil anything, but the way it ended, it's like, of course, it's going to be a friction, at least second half. You got to be kidding me. It should be. And, yeah. uh, I'll be mad. It's like, oh, no, there's not going to be anymore. It's like, what? What? <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've got a few. I've got a few questions. So. Just a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Ed on this one. I, honestly, season one felt like half a season. I think they produced 26 episodes or 24 episodes. They just decided to show us half of them. So, and they just want to hit us. Whoa, they're going to make a season two. It's like, of course they did. There's no way they're going to map out this season and not finish the arc. That just doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Good news for everybody. Good shit. Exactly. Exactly. Next one here. Oh man, some robot apocalypse news from Rodimus seventy six. Oh man, looks like we're gonna have a we're gonna have a robot. It's coming from CNN, so you know it's true. This, oh, there's a robot that's shit. helping astronauts on the space station with task stress and isolation. Didn't didn't we already see something like this? Wasn't it called two thousand one, a space odyssey? <laughs> um, quite possibly. Because the, the the picture the picture that they show it's got like a weird smiley face on a, like um looks like a iPad like in, in like put into like like a hair dryer type of thing and yeah. it says it's gonna help it's there to help them feel less lonely um, probably to put um, um, thoughts in their head to betray their uh, kind you know like humans aren't really humans aren't really kind look what they're doing to you Dave. I mean that would be that'd be the worst if one of the astronauts was named Dave. That would be the best. <laughs> Hello, Dave. It's like, oh my god, this seems familiar. Yeah. I don't have a good feeling about this. <laughs> oh man. I mean, it, it, I think it's a pretty cool idea. Um, but then again, uh, we have seen two thousand one, and you know, what if the what if the uh, AIs uh, try to set us against each other? Uh, well, yeah. What, what do we do then, man? What if what, what do we do, well, man? Well, what about this? Didn't mm -hmm. we used to put dogs in space? Why can't we just put space dogs? If they need if they need a friend, why can't we have a space dog? I mean, that, that's a great idea until they start having to use the bathroom. <laughs> they do it in their spacesuit, and it becomes fuel their for the space, space station. Suit. <laughs> what, 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 do you, what do you think the you know the astronauts do? Drink their own pee. I uh -huh. mean, their 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 urine is recycled on the space station. <laughs> So, <laughs> but they have to sit the pee in in receptacles or whatever they need to. I, I, I guess you have to get you have to keep the dog in a spacesuit the entire time. That's not very yeah. humane, is it? Well, this is a, but these are these are NASA trained dogs. So these are smarter than this the average dogs. These are NASA these are trained. dogs with advanced degrees. You know, <laughs> dogs with doctorates. Nice, uh, doctor dogs. Yes. Nice. There you go. There you go. So, I, I should have. I, I if anything, uh, I, I, I sit corrected. <laughs> let's get it going there you go so 
Um, oh, the next one. Oh, man. Rodham 76 got a lot more robot apocalypse news. It makes sense since everybody's locked in their houses. We oh. have to use robots to help us. So there's going to be a lot more. This, this is probably how it will begin. We'll, we'll get through coronavirus. 2021 will be the robot <laughs> robot rebellion. <laughs> That'll be the robot apocalypse. <laughs> I guess there is uh, some government hospitals in India that are deploying a robot to serve food and medicine to COVID-19 patients. Oh. So, I mean, that's, that's actually kind of, that's, that's a good purpose. Yeah. There you go. And uh, yeah. So it looks like he's, his name is called Carmi bot. So he's going to assist patients uh, in the uh, COVID-19 isolation ward. Oh, yeah. By the way, people, there weren't 18 prior COVIDs. COVID-19 is the year that it was discovered. <laughs> so all these people are like, we survived the other 18. Uh, there was never 18 prior uh, I love COVIDs. the fact that people started to say that shit. It's like, are you serious? Uh, that's that's not uh, how this works. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but the people oh. of very, very high stature said that. And I was like, oh, yeah. What? Okay, um, but yes, um, the the robot is uh, developed by Asimov Robotics. Wow, imagine that. He, <laughs> he's, so there you go. And it's um, it's under uh, it's dispensing food, medicine, collecting trash used by the uh, patients. It's performing disinfection, uh, enabling video call between the doctor and patients, mm -hmm. and that's the main responsibilities of the robot. Pretty soon, that disinfection will become disembowelment. Um, because that's probably what the robots will do. Why do I? It's it's gonna it's gonna be Robot Zero is gonna be the one in in the, is Carmine Bot, and he's gonna be. A, why do I keep picking up shit from this person? You know, <laughs> I need to I need to solve this problem. Yeah, the only way I know how murder. <laughs> so he's uh, so Carmine Bot's got a he's got a payload up to about twenty five kilos. So that's what about like forty eight pounds or something like that, um, a little over. So I'm not good on that conversion there. Mm -hmm. um, and then he, he achieves a maximum smart, uh, speed of a meter per second. So pretty pretty spry. And uh, so yeah, that's I guess that's that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, it's not too bad, man. I still so getting it to do. So uh, the nurses complain. The, the nurses complain that the robots are taking their jobs. <laughs> Sooner than later, everybody loves this. Until it takes some jobs. Oh man, it's so convenient. Oh, oh, I'm out of, I'm out of a job. Oh shit. <laughs> really, I, I lost my, I lost my job at the plant. Oh, oh my god. Damn. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Exactly. Oh man, the future's so bright. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Man, Robert Seventy Six is the only guy that's been posting. He's been working. And uh, yeah, he's been, he's been, he's been working. So I mean. But uh, next one here comes from uh, Rodimus76, comes from Kotaku, and it goes, It's n the title of this is Behold, Gundam Models in a Battle. Wow. So, yeah, you've seen this ship in a bottle before. Now the, it, now there's uh, showing model makers doing battles in Jack, uh, Gundam Models in Jack Daniels bottles. <laughs> that is kind of nuts. Wow. It is, it is a little interesting. Look huh? at yeah. that ad guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that's not that guy. That's uh, wow. What? <laughs> it's... it's the um. Oh no, it's uh, Shar Zagak. It's Zagak. Thank you. Oh my gosh. The that guy is the other one. The, the other the... one. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking got my wires crossed. Man, look at endless waltz and man. This mm -hmm. wow. It was only a matter of time before people started doing this. That is well, fucking. Well, you know awesome. what happened. He um, he started 
building endless wall uh, the uh, wing gundam and it drove him so crazy that he just kept drinking bottles of jack daniels to to keep his sanity on and then he said i'm build the rest of my models in here so nice. i got to do something with these bottles so yeah pretty pretty cool it's a great way it's a creative way to weaponize your alcoholism yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a recycle i mean man indeed it's pretty cool though regardless that is actually yeah. pretty dope man not yeah. bad yeah, so, um, <clears throat> oh man, Rodimus 76 comes back with this last thing. It looks like there is a Gundam star shares an inspirational coronavirus PD PSA. Oh man, tell me it's Akeda. Tell me it's Akeda. Tell me it's going to be okay. Just take your souls off of Earth into space of cure of coronavirus. But, um... Nope, it was the voice of Domo and Kashu. Wow, that's oh, actually probably the second best thing. Oh, word? Yeah. Oh, Tom Tomokasu Seki? Yes, sir. Yeah, Tomokasu Seki, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. the other he, legend. He, Let's go. He, <laughs> he offered his support and some wise words of how folks can combat the pandemic by washing their hands. It's like, come on, you got Domo and Kashu? What did we get? I get Joe Buck on there saying, you got to wash Joe there. Buck! <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I was watching it. Just Joe Buck came out there with a bunch of other so, like sports person. You, you need to stay inside. Oh I'm God. like, oh God, really? That's got <laughs> that's terrible. Joe Buck could be worse. Could be Tony Romo. Ugh. But um, yeah. So yeah, he's got some. I guess they they have a link here to YouTube. So check that out. I'm sure he does it with fiery fury's passion. The only way possible. I want you to stay home. <laughs> This hand of mine glows with a lot of sanitizer. Yo, shout out to Rob Adler. This hand of mine glows with dial sanitizer. <laughs> oh, props to Rod Adler for Rob Wash. Adler for that one. Man, that's too much. <laughs> Rinse, warm water, twenty seconds. Go. <laughs> props to Yazi. He reminds us that uh, Tomokazu Seki also is the voice of Isaac and Odalo. Man. Two, oh, yeah. two, two very dope characters. Also, the voice of Brandon Heat as well on uh, yeah. Gungrave. Man, he's done a lot of voices. It is, it is, it is amazing though. You think about like the two, the, like just Izak and Domo. It's like, could you have more, two more different <laughs> Gundam, <laughs> Gundam characters? <laughs> Polar opposites, man. So yeah, that's it for the news. Uh, Solbar, do you have anything? Any breaking news front on this, the the SBR radar? Um, how many times did you die in Gun uh, Gundam Maxi Boost? Oh, I died a lot. Oh my god! But you know that was a great. I want to give. Uh, I want to definitely give props to everybody who came out for the uh, Maxi Boost beta test. Man, Maxi Boost mm -hmm. on beta test uh, last weekend. It was a blast. Uh, it was so good getting back with everybody and playing the uh, the beta and uh, a lot of the demons that uh, that come up during um, during playing uh, playing games like Extreme Versus came up that night, especially with the connection issues. But uh, overall, uh. it seemed to function pretty decently. I do think it needs improvement when it comes to netcode, but um, I think the uh, getting everybody into the actual what lobby. Is, is it, let me ask you something: Is this your is this is this your new thing? Is netcode? You've been you've been talking about this lately about yeah. netcode. Is I'll, this your is this your new focus? Your, is this the Solbro Caliphate? Is net is net is netcode? Well, it's it, it there there needs to be a change. I don't know if you heard, but uh, as expected, Evo was canceled. 
uh, and because of that, they're actually going to. I thought they were going to. I thought they were going to try to stream it. I, it was, I saw well, well, something. Yeah, the, on, this, and now the, there is more to the story. Um, Evo is going to be online, but I don't see how you can do online with any of the games they have in the in the top nine games that they're going to be having during the stream. Yeah, because they're all they, from, half of them are from fifteen years ago. No, no, yeah. the, the, a lot of them are recent. The problem is the netcode is from fifteen years ago. That's the problem. Oh. They, they're using something called delay-based netcode, which is pretty shitty outside mm. of smaller countries like Japan. Japan has a pretty good uh, network infrastructure. People get connected, even though uh, it's still not ideal, even in Japan. It's much better than when you're trying to play coast-to-coast -coast in the United States or trying to play someone else in another country. God, it, imagine living in a country with good internet. Wow, right? Oh, my God. That'd be I feel oh. bad for anybody who lives in the, in, uh, in, in the Midwest because... The internet infrastructure in the Midwest is total trash. It's the worst. Um, but the thing is, is that they want to have an online version of Evo this year. But I don't see how mm -hmm. you can do that and have a worldwide competition when netcode is so bad in Street Fighter V and all the other games that are going to be on the docket for that. It's, it's trash. And a lot of people are starting to come up and call companies out on that and say, hey, this is now a good time for you to go through and um, retroactively correct the netcode in these games and they cite examples like nrs or our or, um nether uh, nether realm studios the people who make mortal kombat did that with mortal kombat i believe nine yeah they did it with mortal kombat nine and they also did it with uh uh injustice uh the first one they went back and just fixed the netcode and changed it from delay based to um to rollback netcode and it vastly improved those games and there's other examples of other games like from um microsoft they did killer instinct that game has rollback netcode it set the standard for that you got Skullgirls and a ton of other games that have it japan has been real slow on actually ro uh, going into uh in using rollback netcode but arc system works the company that makes guilty gear just recently announced that the new guilty gear which comes out later on this year will have rollback netcode so if that causes a sea change i think that's perfect but we're, I'm trying to hopefully help to get the word out for Extreme Versus uh, and hopefully have uh, Extreme Versus, the people behind Extreme Versus, take this seriously too because a lot of people are not going to be able to play person to person on that game. They're going to have to play online and with shitty netcode, it's going to be a nightmare experience. And I, I do want people to play this game on a regular basis and not get frustrated with it. Um, and that is, uh, that, that's something that I hope does change, but I'm not alone in this. There are other people who are in the fighting game community who have been saying that same thing I have recently, and they've been getting a lot of traction. So we'll see what happens. I just, I just know that this has to change. If it doesn't change, then the, the state of online is just not going to hold up in this, this new day and age, especially if you want to have online tournaments, uh, to kind of take the place of, uh, regular tournaments until that becomes, uh, possible. To well, do I think you do realize that they can all do this very easily. Yeah. All that stuff's sure. built in there. It's just a matter of doing it. And it's it's just like um it's just like all of a sudden now when everybody had to work from home, now the ISPs are like, Oh, we can just, you know, oh, yeah. uncork the, the tap. It's always been there. Always. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get better connectivity in the United States until it's regulated as a utility. So if anybody ever really needs to, if you really need to do anything when it comes to internet service, it needs to be regulated as a utility because we are seeing right now that internet uh, internet um, accessibility is just the same as having water, power, or gas. Yeah. So it's it's the it's ubiquitous at this point, and we are so behind the times when it comes to that and all of that and. 
yes, there are places that probably have worse infrastructure, but people do realize for the last 15 years, the um, by law, mm -hmm. the ISPs have been charging a couple of cent tax to upgrade this. They just haven't done it because they haven't been called out the task on it. They just have been pocketing that money. So that's where you got to start doing all this stuff. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, no, we'll I agree see. with you. Uh, absolutely, it's too. It's too bad that Evo doesn't have more clout. They could just do because um, I've been I've been watching the uh, all the F one drivers. They oh, yeah. do F one online, and the ESPN shows the race. <laughs> and that's what I've been watching. That's how pathetic my life is. Wow, I'm sitting there watching, no way. I'm watching real F one drivers race each other. Like the Dutch Grand Prix was on Sunday. So that's I'm crazy <laughs> shit. I didn't know they did that for real. Yeah, yeah they did that. Yeah. <laughs> And, and now, um, now I think NASCAR is doing it too. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you know, I, I know they did. They had like a, a Madden exhi exhibition a couple weeks ago. I don't know if they've had any more since the one I heard about. But um, have oh, they... get used to get used to that, man. Get used to your favorite. Your, the what's going to happen is if the NFL doesn't open up, you're going to have the best Madden player on each team. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's kind of crazy that um, this has been, like, the biggest opportunity for esports to expand. And I haven't really seen esports make, make that transition to uh, to mainstream television yet, given the circumstances. But then again, you get moments like this. So, um, with, the, with the, what's going on with ESPN trying, uh, uh, at, I guess, putting the spotlight on people playing uh, certain games that are based in sports. So, I, I don't know what's going to come of it. But uh, well, ESPN has been, I mean, ESPN with TBS have been the biggest... Um, they've been the biggest supporters of esports. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've been I've been watching, you know, um, uh, especially TBS. They show a lot of uh, Street Fighter. Yep. I've been I've been watching on there. Tekken um, as well. They Tekken. That, that, that um, ESPN does League of Legends. Uh, they do Overwatch. I mean, they, so they 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 do a lot of that stuff. So um, I just think because of what's going on maybe it just isn't it, it, it probably shows the weakness of the esports leagues they can't it seems like they don't have good business people yeah i think that i think that might be part of the issue with them but <laughs> yeah i mean the fact that f1's doing that i'm like i'm like this is awesome i'm like <laughs> <laughs> I, it's 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 like it's either this or i'm just going to be sitting there watching old highlights of uh for uh all, Fernando Alonso, <laughs> man, me and Devon have been trading videos of each other about the, the last twenty years of F one. <laughs> we had a debate Whoa. the other day. It's like who's who would win? Who would win in a race? Nigel Mansell's mustache or Dale Earnhardt's mustache? If they did like, yeah, I, I don't know who would win. <laughs> I'll tell you who would win. What's that guy? Richard Petty. Richard Petty's mustache will win. <laughs> Petty had, a, he had quite a bit of mustache. Oh, and too, handlebar, yeah, baby. So. That, that man was that, that man was all that, that was that was that was a badass, badass southern yeah. ass mustache, man. That guy, uh, something else. But yeah, uh, so but yeah, so I no, I mean that, and I think hopefully there you're gonna have changes on all this because I'm yeah. I'm starting to see now with uh, just with my ISP, it's like you know um, they're starting. It's it's getting there's there were issues at the beginning, it's starting to get more stable. The thing that they, I think they don't realize now is now that they've opened it up, they can't put it back in the bottle. You yeah. the, the secret's out now. Like you've always had the ability to give us. 
because I think with my my internet provider here, Spectrum, they give you like an additional 100 um, MIPS for everybody, no matter what thing you're on. I found out now that I'm like on 600 MIPS or something like that. Yeah. I pay for five. So it's like they gave that, they're like, you know, for to, yeah, good luck taking that away. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they, they, a lot of a lot of providers because I used to work for the company that Spectrum used to be over here, Bright House years ago, and they never really uh, gave the same excuses that other providers did. But a lot of providers did help to uh, not help, but they they were uh, what's the word throttling people's internet connections mm-hmm. because I was like, well, uh, if you're gonna be uh, doing all this streaming, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to rate your how much streaming you're doing, and then uh, if you're doing too much, then we'll have to do the. We'll have to curb what you're doing. Uh, the yeah. provider I'm, I'm on doesn't have a history of doing that at all. And I always knew it was bullshit because I used to do the uh, mm-hmm. troubleshooting for them. I used to do work so the tech, tech support side of their IP, uh, their ISP. So um, the, the fact that they've finally been exposed and, uh, you know, that that, that simp um, Ajit Pai in the FCC, he must be spinning around in his, uh, not his grave, but just be, well, he must it's, be it's, fuming. <laughs> it's, beyond, it's, it's beyond him, though. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah, the FCC has always had problems with this. No matter uh, who's been ahead of it, they they just don't because you still have the large like telephone companies that still have a lot of power, and they never wrote any of this into the. You know, it's all it is is just writing this into into law. I mean, it's very easy to do, and we are seeing that this is a you know. you know, it's, it, it should be throttled. I, my girlfriend's a she's an engineer that deals with wireless communication. She knows how this works. Yeah, so nice. she's told me that you know it's 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 all it's all BS. All horseshit. So, Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. The the ability is there. It's just it's the want, yeah. and you know. So, well, yeah. I mean, I am surprised to be honest. You do bring up a good point. I am surprised the esports community. I thought they would have been much more. Uh, much more about breaking out their product. This is really the point where you can really get people engaged. Because yeah. a lot of people are, star- are starving for content now. They are starving for sports so, right now. There's been no bigger time yeah. to try to transition. People watch regular sports into something else. So um, you just got to get them. You got to get them. I mean, you got to you gotta like get a... them involved in the stories of your sport. Because that's the biggest thing that puts yeah. people into sport is the stories behind the motivation of other yeah. people. Whether it be boxing or basketball Last dance. or whatever. Last yeah. Exactly. I mean the, the that the, the Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, Everybody that's right. Is not even a basketball fan is watching, watching that, that shit, just, boy. I gotta get on it, it is. <laughs> it is just it's just great TV. And yeah, you're right. I mean, um, we're starting to starve for all this stuff. And you know, and sports is going to be forever changed. I think you're going to start seeing. Um, you're going to start seeing that. You know, this is going to affect people doing attendance. Yep. I mean. Um, we've talked about it. We go to Rams games. We go to LA Rams games, and you know we've already talked about it. We're probably not going to go to any this year, yeah. um, even if everything's there, just because you don't know, yeah. and everything is going to change. So, you know, it's going to be a cooling off period, man. People are going to be, yeah. and people will. Some people will go to those games, but not that, not as many as you would think. And even then, they may even have a limit on how many people they'll let in the stadium, and they'll exactly. force them to sit a, a sit certain amount apart. So. It's it's it, it's gonna be the same thing for the movies or restaurants or you know wherever you want to go the comedy club you know it's gonna it's yeah. gonna be a slow burn getting back to that maybe maybe it won't be I, maybe I'm wrong but I know a lot of people are wary of uh, 
of of the impact of this disease if it's still floating out there once uh well maybe maybe, it, maybe this leaving the house maybe this gets us maybe this gets us into having a world where we can view things wirelessly kind of like what they do in ghost in the shell standalone complex 2045 oh. what about that segue <laughs> oh. well I, I, I do oh. have, i do have something quick to say uh based on oh, uh, man. The, i know i've skilled to segue but real quick uh shout outs to the cat over on twitter the black cat yeah our, our our newsman on twitter uh he hit us up with an article that says uh the director of gundam narrative didn't understand the story of his own film and there's a snippet from the interview uh from a post from bj bochamp uh bochamp he says, well, here's the reason as to why narrative didn't make much sense, as the director points out in an interview with the comic artist handling the adaptation of the movie. Uh, I guess uh, the person's name is Yoshizawa. He says, narrative is really a work where what's been animated is only the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> and okay. there are many episodes of backstories that didn't quite uh, get fully explained or were cut short. Personally speaking, even I don't actually have a complete grasp of the entire narrative universe, so I'd be very so it'd be very fulfilling to a single reader to continue checking with Mr. Fukui uh, while having your interpretations to fill the gaps to produce a comic edition that offers something that's a touch different from both the movie and the novel. Well, I mean, I guess if the the comic is going to kind of expand upon what the movie was and there's going to be more there, that's cool. But it's kind of a kind of break uh, heartbreaking that uh. The director didn't even really have a full grasp on what the story was. Well, well, here's here's an idea. Why make something if you if the people can't convey what was in one source of media into another? Like I I, I sometimes don't get this. Like, oops, like I kind of didn't know what I was doing. Why didn't you just say that from the beginning? I mean, I mean, it sounds I, like the, it sounds like. The are you afraid sounds. that you're going to get replaced? I mean, if you right. need to get, you know, if you need to get replaced, then maybe you need to be replaced. You're not the right person. Yeah. And I don't care what you. Um, you know what you, uh, you know what your accolades are. I, I just don't, you know. And, and I mean, we do this for a lot of stuff. I mean, I think our our version, the American version of that, is J.J. Abrams. I mean, everybody wants to give him something. It's like he don't understand half the shit he, he's doing. <laughs> Damn. Well, you know, also, um, it reminds I me. I saw of... the last ha- hour and a half of Star Trek into dumbness today. I was on oh, TV. You what a wow! And I forgot that he directed that. Oh, you, you know, forgot? Like, <laughs> yeah, I try to forget that movie, oh, and I'm like, I'm man. sitting there going, you know what? Let me. I got some time. Let me. Let me see if my hate is warranted. It is warranted, and man, he should have never been allowed to do that. So. I would say also that um, F91 gave me that feeling too. Like there was much more to the story than what we got, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it it was probably more suited to be oh, a movie or a TV show, uh, so that you know a lot of the story didn't really connect. Uh, I mean, you could you could fill in the gaps on your own, I guess, because there's so much material out there. But yeah, it, it, I got a little bit of an F91 feeling when watching um, narrative. But yeah, um, uh, straight from the horse's mouth, and uh, <laughs> there's that. Uh, also wanted to point out, thanks to uh, Baca underscore Gabriel on Twitter, uh, that uh, today's a very special day. Today is the birthday of Relina Darlian. That's right, your favorite. Oh wow! Your, your favorite broad from <laughs> from Gundam Wing. What are your you? Favorite, what are you from the 1930s? You know, this old yeah, your, your favorite broad from this, the, from, this, uh, from from that show, the the Wing, the yo, Wing with the Gundam. The this Gundam Wiley Wing. Dame. Yeah. This Wiley Dame. What's she oh doing? My God. <laughs> Is everybody a hepcat or something? <laughs> this, this bird. <laughs> yeah, I think 
Rob Adler says it in the chat. He, he says, yeah, F91 was it was sl- originally slated for a TV show yep. and it was cut short. Sure Those was. I don't give as much issue to because it's like you were probably planning to do it in an original format and then you were cut down. Yeah. But if but narrative, it looks like it was always a movie. So <laughs> yeah, I, why I, can't you just get it coherent? I mean. I don't know. I don't know if there was a light novel or not. I have no idea, but um, yeah, I've always thought it was a movie project myself. So, no, uh, there's a there's a not there's a novel based off of it, but it's, it, but I'm saying the the length of what you were given was a movie, so you should be able to fit that within the movie. So. <laughs> Indeed. But uh, Baca Gabriel writes, I'm gonna pull a Relina Darlene here. Any chance that I could get a oh, any chance that I could get a uh, birthday shout out from the Gundam crew. Oh wow, fix my face. It would be an honor coming from you guys. Well, Baka Gabriel, happy birthday, bro. Happy, yeah, happy birthday. birthday. Man, I thought it was Relina's yeah. birthday, man. You got me, son. You got me. Relina! Relina! Come kill me! Kill me! <laughs> yes! You wanna do it? Kill my brother, hero! Oh, <laughs> oh good times. But that's oh it. God. That that's all for me for now for from Twitter. And uh, back to you, sir. Oh man. So yeah, we're gonna go into our first and only topic of the night, talking about the first twelve episodes of Ghosts in the Shell twenty forty five. And Woo! like Solbro said, it is it's basically a sequel. I mean, it it, yeah. it, it is it's uh, set you know uh, I think about what ten years after second gig. So it's like twenty forty five. We see our heroes now are starting off as mercenaries because um and they're in america they're actually in la yeah i was like wait well, hey, they actually had some things right even though they had some of the the names wrong but other than that but um we see that the the world has encountered something called the simultaneous global default which basically from what we understand destroyed all money out there and uh the major nations of the world actually to kind of keep things going and uh, engaged in something called a sustainable war. And basically it's just letting the defense, uh, the military industrial complex take over and just keep <laughs> war going. Yeah. And it looks like our heroes of uh, they're, they're we find out they're no longer part of uh, section nine, that they're now um, uh, mercenaries called ghost. And uh, we see that they're using their, they're basically just, you know, hiring themselves out. And uh, of course, uh, we find out that there's uh, some weird stuff going on. Um, uh, there's these um, new people called. They get hired for this one job where they uh, are supposed to take down this uh, rich guy. That's like um, that they find out is actually called a post human because they basically can't touch him. He, he will hack you. I mean, he's just on a different world. Um, and then we find out through through some crafty diplomacy by Aramaki because he's still with the Japanese government. He is able to reunite uh, and with help from Togasa, he's able to help reunite um, the, 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 our, our, our heroes into Section 9. And they're going to work now with the uh, NSA to find out this issue with the, the post-humans. And uh, so we kind of, we kind of, we kind of go through that, and we see them encounter a couple of these people. We see what ends up being the origin of the posthumans, and we see that it's actually um, a foe, unlike something that our heroes have uh, ever encountered prior. So, 
and uh, we see that they actually find out the source of it. It's a young kid, and uh, that's where we're kind of left with a cliffhanger. So I kind of left some a lot of stuff out there, but I'm sure Solbro and I will fill it in when we talk about some of the good things and bad things about this uh, about this show, the first 12 episodes. And like we said in the news, this is going to get a second season. So, um, you know, when, when that comes out, we don't know. So, Solbro. What are some of your uh, some of your highlights here of Ghost in the Shell standalone complex twenty forty five? Man, uh, <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to uh, my man uh, Ben, aka Saber, over at uh, Shin Station Europe. Uh, he's the first one to let me know that it actually dropped on Netflix that particular morning uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's like, yo, what? <laughs> yo, this is out already. I knew it was coming because I saw the trailer, but I didn't realize it was going to hit so fast. So, yeah, uh, it hit, and uh, I jumped on it later on that evening. I watched the first episode, and I was I was th- I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was nice to be back uh, with the team, even though kind of the, the, the party had, had kind of broke the, had broken up. Um, but I, I, some things did throw me off, and I'll save that for the negative, but the positives for me, right off the bat, man, the opening theme and opening sequence, I love that shit to death, man. Uh, I do miss Origa, uh, for the guy, for those who don't remember, Origa, uh, was a Russian singer who sung the opening themes for the first two, uh, standalone complexes, and I believe, uh, also Solid State Society, uh, theme as well. She passed away in 2015, so, uh... It's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, she's uh, no longer around. For those who are wondering why she didn't come back to do this. Um, also, Yoko Kano is not on the score either, which I'll, I'll talk about in the negatives. But um, I, I quite enjoyed the theme here uh, from Millennium Parade. I never heard of them before until now, and that song, Fly With Me, it's fucking fantastic. It's so, so catchy, and I must have watched that opening sequence so many times. It, it reminded me of Westworld, which Westworld borrows a lot of... Um, yeah. Uh, that, that must be why I skipped it. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> Westworld itself, uh, and especially this new season, is oh is, yeah, as, I, I, as, yeah. As, except for that new ep- that last episode, I heard was just a complete clunker. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I will say that yeah, it, it, there's, there's yeah, a, hold, hold off on your adulation ooh, of Westworld. There's a lot of there's a lot of Ghost in the Shell in its DNA, and 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 retrospect, uh, there's a lot of Westworld and Ghost in the Shell don't, 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 DNA. Don't, don't do that. I know. I'm just. I, I mean, I'm not don't, gonna. I'm don't, not gonna don't, 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 I'm just don't saying. Do you can tell that they. It's had, the people, it, it's had it bad enough sometimes. <laughs> you can don't, you don't can tell that. that the writers of that show have 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 yeah. have looked at Ghost in the Shell just like the the um the Wachowskis also yeah. are, are big fans of Ghost in the Shell. We've known this for a long time, uh, and they've they've taken a lot of elements of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, but they they kind of they kind of did that right. Yeah, uh, Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, watch, watch watch the last episode. Watch this past uh, this past Sunday's episode, Soulbro. Uh, then come back to you about your thing about Westworld. Right I'm, I'm sure you'll. Yeah. No, no doubt. Basically, no doubt. basically, it went nowhere. Oh damn! And that, that's the season yeah. finale, right? I believe yeah. so. Oh yeah. shit! Well then, yeah. uh, to be continued on that one. But, 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 uh... <laughs> but Dolores, I hate everything. For no real reason. Uh, oh man. Yeah. Well, she's she's just yeah. hateful, man. She's a hateful, hateful little lady. But <laughs> what, what, I, what I've heard, it's no, not at the end. She's full of love at the end. Oh boy. Well, yeah. I I don't think you can redeem that character, but it, 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 it's all right. Anyway, um, the back to goes of the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. 
back to something that's actually decent. I, I did, I did, I dug the uh, opening sequence. It, it it did give me uh, Westworld vibes the way that opening sequence is. I don't know if it's a nod to that or not. I do know that there's a a blatant nod in this series to a character from the Matrix, and that's uh, Agent John Smith, who oh, uh, that dick. Right. <laughs> which is fine because the Wachowskis have openly cited that Ghost in the Shell is one of their favorite um, uh, 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 franchises ever and they, they love the original animated movie so much that they borrowed heavily from it for The Matrix so it's cool to see sure. that this series actually went and uh, paid homage to that by having a character in the guise of you know someone that looks like Agent Smith literally called Agent John Smith uh, now I don't know exactly what his whole deal is we don't know a lot about him yet uh, we do know he's dick and uh, we know that he represents America's interests. Uh, but uh, it, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to seeing exactly his story unfold. Uh, if he does have a story to unfold in the second half of the season, <laughs> so uh... I love how you, I love how you qualify. I want to see how it unfolds if he has a story to unfold. Yeah. I guess I guess you learned from Finn from uh, Star Wars. Indeed, I did. Hedge your bets on that one. I got to be cautious, cautiously optimistic. That's what I got to be. <laughs> I just, I just, I just come on to this character that I think is so much better that everybody else is like, eh, he's just whatever, and yeah, you know, I'm like, put all my hopes and dreams on. But there you good. go, continue, Silver. Indeed, continue. indeed. Yo, shout out to Ed. He says they straight up Ed the Crimson in the chat. He says they straight up stole him. Uh, that's Agent Smith. They stole him. It was not a nod. They mugged the Wachowski sisters. Yeah, they're sisters. <laughs> You realize that, right? <laughs> they pride, they pride Agent Smith gonna, from the cold dead hands. I was going to ask you if you, because you kept saying the Wachowski brothers. I was no, like, I, no, no, I said siblings, but uh, yeah, uh, but if anything, I, I forgot that they're both they have both transitioned. So the, the the Wachowski sisters now. So props to yeah. them, and uh, it's cool. I'm sure they 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 took they used that character with their blessing because I, I don't see how the Wachowskis would ever say no to that. But um. That's what's up. Yo, Rudy says Agent Smith is Sobro's latest man. Indeed. I, yeah. I, I would say uh, I'd say Sobro's man is probably standard, aka clown. That motherfucker. Uh -huh. <laughs> you don't think that's you don't think that's my man at all? Yeah, kind of, because he they, they got rid they, of they, he they, said, "Pete." Well, actually, you know what? He's one of your smart men because he's actually like, you know what? I can't, I can't take, I can't hack it with these people. I gotta go. Like, well, no, I'm out. the major, the yeah. major, the major. Uh, she she wiped um that from his memory. She sent him packing, but yeah. she said that if we need him again, we can always uh we can always yeah. revive the memories from him. But they and did. Bato, and Bato had it, felt a little lost. He's yeah. like, I kind of liked him. Oh, I think yeah. he's coming back though. I think he's gonna come back in the next season because they left oh, the door okay. open. They left the door open for him, so I'm pretty sure he'll he'll get back. But yes, he did get punked like a Sobros man, Ed. He did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he did. I liked him. Yeah, the, it the, was, the, it was... Fight, the fight in the the mansion mm -hmm. up in the hills was hilarious. Yeah, he got completely. I thought he was gonna get. I thought he Dude. was gonna get. Um, I thought he was gonna get aced. I'm like, they... he's just sitting there motionless. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they they, they did this. They did this neat thing where um where they did simulations and they would they would be the first to get killed and it's like oh he's yeah. dead oh I, I who who didn't see this coming and then he's it turns out to be a simulation it's like oh that's fucking but you, hilarious. But you, you, you do you do think you do realize it's like the racist part of the Japanese coming out because mm -hmm. the black guy is the first guy to get killed in every one of the simulations. So you're telling me all, I mean, yes, of course the major and Bato probably aren't, but you know, Pazu and some of those guys, I mean, Togusa, Togusa is kind of a dumbass. Some, some, he gets to puts himself in situations too. So yeah, yeah. like what? The black guy gets killed all the time. <laughs> Thank you, Japan, <laughs> for being, Damn. for being for not even in the 21st century. My God. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, but it was cool to see a person of color uh, in there. I, I don't know uh, if he was Latino or whatnot, but uh, he seemed very really interesting, and I, I have a good feeling he's going to like a black guy to me. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's I mean, black or mixed or something like, like that. He's like a brother. He's yeah. representative of this day and age, so uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm interested in <clears> seeing <throat> how he may play into the second half, too. And I wasn't, I wasn't annoyed by him at all. I thought he was a nice pop of uh, comedic relief that uh, Ghost in the Show can sometimes utilize. So uh, it was good to see a character like that. It, plus, he's like a complete newbie. We had some newbies in, uh, I believe, second gig, but there, none of them are, none, none, none of them come back. I think one of them mm-hmm. died in second gig, but none of the characters that were introduced in second gig, I think, came back for this one. But I don't it, think it, so. it has been yeah. eleven years since uh, Solid State Society, so. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, or they may pop up in the second half of the season. But um, some of my other positives, uh, uh, I would say uh, my favorite episode out of all of them was the the one standalone episode we got, which was the bank robbery episode. Yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah, it's actually the best episode. That was my favorite fucking ep by far. Because uh, granted, we don't know where this main this main plot line is going to go yet. The first arc was, I thought it was good. I don't think they do either. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the, the because I'll be honest with you, yeah, you know what that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'll just get my initial gripe. With yeah, go this. ahead, go ahead, go for it. Okay, and I'm not just saying this just because I like financial stuff, but <laughs> the, the simultaneous global default mm-hmm. is such a far-reaching thing. Yeah, that it is making it made our it made Section Nine disbanded and become mercenaries. And it's got these countries fighting these protracted, sustainable wars that are only sustainable to a point where they're they're not completely destroying things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, because you saw downtown LA was just it was shot up. It wasn't bombed out. It was just shot up. People are still there and everything. And the fact that uh, oranges and parking is like twenty five thousand dollars and things like. This is the only episode with these bank people, with these three elderly people. Yeah. That it even, because I'll be honest with you, for all the cool stuff of the post-human, mm-hmm. the, re- the rise of the post-human, because they basically said it, it came up at the point of the simultaneous global fall. <laughs> so why are we not, why are we not delving into that anymore? Because to me, that was that's much more of what's going on. Because I'll be honest with you, the first three episodes where they're mercenaries, yes, it was cool. They kicked yeah. ass. The first battle's cool and all this other stuff. I have no reason why I. they never delve in why they're doing it. There's no reason why they're even – because I always thought they were better than that. They, you always get, especially Bato. Why is he being a mercenary? He's the guy that always, always, always having issues with mercenaries when they True. fight him in Section 9. Yeah, but so I'm like, I mean, Bato, Bato fall, is, you know, he follows the major though, and and it's funny because it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. What is you, what? My point is, is this is the more interesting thing of what's going on because one of the things that we've always loved about these shows, yeah. is the bigger world influencing what's going on with these people, and we're not seeing that. This is a huge thing, a simultaneous global default. That woman walked in there and. In the bank episode, this old woman walks in there, mm-hmm. which she thinks is like at the, what, like something like three hundred fifty thousand yen or something like that, which at the time was this huge amount of money. But because of the global default and money's worthless now, inflation went through the roof. Oh, yeah. It's not worth anything. 
so they concoct a plan and you know she gets in with these guys that are trying to rob a bank and it's like the first bank robbery in like 25 years and all this other stuff and it's it's just like all this weird stuff going on but uh, but i'm like wait this is the bigger part of the story oh yeah that episode had more world building in it than the rest of the entire series by far which is crazy because you have the simultaneous global default you got the fact that you could fly to switzerland and get fucking euthanized (laughs) you got the whole thing with of course the the money exchange rate you got bato who's been saving up his money for years and decided to just be generous and and help these old people out you got the state of the old people in japan like you had so many things in 22 minutes and it's like I I love it when Ghost in the Shell can take a bunch of these details and weave it into a very cohesive, well, it, uh, comprehensive it's, it's, story it's, it's, in in a short amount of time. But and, in the, but in the, but in the past they've done this. Mm-hmm. But you've always you've always had layers to it. Yeah. And the thing is, is the other eleven episodes don't even tie any of this into it. Then we start getting into this metaphysical thing about you know um, you know we find out that the the first post human was an abused kid who um you know witnessed uh you know him and his him and his um his childhood friend mm-hmm. uh were caught up by the yakuza and the, the old crazy war veteran saved them and then he got now all he's doing is just following the path of george orwell's book 1984 yeah and i'm like is it really that simple is that there's this whole movement of think poll of this glo- this this global effort of sitting there and doing um, uh, of doing basically vigilante justice uh, cybernetically is based off of some kid that just fell in love with the book 1984. It's got nothing. There's no other influences because when we find out about that kid, was it Takahashi or whatever? Yeah, we find out about him. He comes from a normal family. His mom's not even doesn't even worry about the global default. No, like that was she's the just thing doing that her was, job, <laughs> and she's like she's like a single mom whose husband died. Yeah, like that. That's where I think it's lacking. That's where I actually find, and I'm like, ooh, there's loose ends on here because they've always been good about doing the one episode where you get the full deep dive. Yeah, but. I don't see any of the other motivations going on here. That that was the big issue that I have. Why why is ghost why are they mercenaries? Why? Just for the money? That's all they care about now? I'm not sure if the entire staff came back from the original. I do know that uh when it comes to directors, Kenji Kami Kamiyama is back, uh, but he's also accompanied by Shinji Aramaki, who's also, you know, he's 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 a story director <laughs> and a uh, and a character and uh uh, mecha designer for you know for years now. Uh, freaking Armaki uh, directed uh, the classic. He he brought your boy. Uh, what's his name? Um, I forget his name, but you'll know it exactly when I say it. But Maddox one you know that mm-hmm. uh, that that classic. Who is it? Kil- uh, fucking the Kilgore. Kilgore. He yeah, brought Kilgore. he brought your boy Kilgore to life way back in the day. He also did make his yeah. own twenty three. Well, he co he co directs this season. But uh, there's there's a difference in tone. Uh, in this series, uh, compared to the original two seasons of the uh, Standalone Complex and the um, Solid State Society movie um, that you find in this one, it, it's having a little trouble finding its footing. I would say, yeah. but it's not—it's not terrible. It's just not as good so far no, as those two seasons. Those seasons hit the ground running. Like the thing about Standalone Complex is that it is like I can't think of one bad episode, even if. Even if it, one episode is not as good as the last, the whole tapestry of the show 
it's fantastic. I can watch it straight through. I won't skip one episode of that cause, series. Because look at it this way. Okay, mm-hmm. so the original standalone complex was The Laughing Man. That was social commentary. It was based off of, The Laughing Man was based off of, you know, uh, in, internet people, you know, uh, getting together, cyberbullying, and things like that. So I, I get that. And it was weaving into the societal change. Mm-hmm. The thing that's that's lacking in this one is, okay, we have the post-humans. That makes sense. It's a great thing. It's it's an evolution. We're seeing this. We're finally seeing an evolution of people becoming more than, you know, more than human, but not necessarily machine. But the stimuli, which is this huge event, because that's the thing, especially in those first couple episodes, they talk, everybody they're talking to when it comes to this global simultaneous default yeah. and, and the sustainable war, it's like, it's like it's happening, but nobody, we're not even seeing anything with it. Like even the first couple episodes where they have the, the, the fight go on and, you know, Ghost is sitting there and, and, they, and they take out those guys hired by the one percenter. It there, there's nothing there. You're not seeing any impact on the society. I think that's where the other shows really had that thing. They, you know, they had about they had one overall theme, and then they have other things going on. They have standalone, which would weave into it. But here, it's just it's this grand. That's really to me the grand idea. Unless they're holding off for it in the second season, mm-hmm. but I thought they would do it more kind of integrate it more organically than what they're doing that's yeah because they've done it before and that's that's the problem that i have with it yeah it's that i i'm all i'm i'm a huge fan of long form storytelling and i don't know exactly how long this arc is going to last but i miss you'd um, have to say two seasons yeah yeah, yeah, right right yeah exactly right now two seasons is what we do know it's going to be around for but i miss having the standalone episodes sprinkled in like i miss kind of the you don't know what's going to happen the next episode you know there's going to be a couple episodes chained together or you're going to have an episode that's in the main story arc maybe two two in a row and then you're going to get a couple standalone episodes which kind of show and enrich the world and i miss that kind of format for this i to have just one because you, you you basically have two yeah. I, you actually have two the togasa episode where you thought he was going to become agent colson by just by the uh the um the title of it where they're like Togusa's last stand or his sacrifice. I'm like, Oh, is it? They're like, you know, ghosts unite. I'm That's like, still oh, a man. main arc episode though. You could say it's, it's a standalone shore, but, but it, it it's, was... it's close to it because it focuses on him. You can also mostly. say, you can yeah. also say that the episode, uh, that, uh, with the guy, uh, at the very beginning, the guys at the airport and yeah. he, get, he gets, uh, he gets attacked. Uh, you get kind of get introduced to the, uh, the young man that you're going to eventually get to know um, mm. before he they introduce him. You get introduced to what he's what uh, his program is doing to people. So that kind of is a standalone episode, but to me, it's all tied into the main arc. Like it's not like in the original series where you just had some episodes where the major is in the in Hong Kong, and even though it made somewhat tied to the uh, to to the main plot, a lot of it didn't, and so it just felt like almost every episode was committed to the main story arc and it was like just the the one, only episode that stood out to me as like being divorced from that and being between uh the first arc and the second arc of the of the of the season was the bank uh robbery episode and that uh that that's what makes but it stand once, out to me well but once again the big problem i have with it is that 
that's fine, and I get that the main thing is the post-humans, but the, the reason why you have the post-humans is we find out in that one episode where you find out the first recorded one, that guy that they that was like the retired soldier that went crazy. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it's, you know, that was interesting because he was this decorated soldier that retired, and all of a sudden he went kind of nuts, and he, he went through this transformation, and you can sit there and say, okay, maybe the sustainable war did it, but there's like no... There's nothing that tied it together. There was never that thing of like, yeah, he was decorated, but they never went into like what he actually did. They're like, oh, he just fought in these battles and yeah. then he retired. You know, the old shows would be like, oh, yeah, you know, at this point, this was a guy that did this. Oh, he had this one mission where he did this and then this little girl got killed and you know, whatever. You're not getting that with this. You're not yeah. getting it. They're kind of glossing over it, and that that's a problem. That we might get that, as you mentioned, in the second half. But that's possibly. That's, I mean, the way this is, the way the raid is going right now, I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to delve into that at all. But I, so, hopefully, fingers crossed, they will. That's my biggest issue. Yeah, <laughs> that is my biggest issue. Is like the the the, the global simult and the sustainable war, like. Who are really the players in this? Because they say the big four, and we know just because. We know it's what the American Empire, Japan, Eurasia, and I think what's with like China, I think is the other big power yeah. in in that world. But it's like we don't really get any more about it. And it's like they're and we get we get the fact that in sustainable war that they're doing like localized nuclear war still. And it's like something just doesn't make any sense. There, there, that's gotta be influencing things more than what's going on here. So I actually wish if they would have, if they would have made them merc, if they would have wanted to make the Section Nine people mercenaries, mm -hmm. keep them mercenaries the whole season, change them at the end. But the fact of all of a sudden now they're back on the Japanese payroll by like episode five, yeah, seemed really weird. Which, which you knew it was going to happen, but still, it was it, it moved kind of fast. But it makes you wonder exactly how things fell apart. They gloss over it a bit by saying that I guess the previous prime minister eventually uh, disassembled yeah. Section Nine, but. Uh, was it the major a independent contractor by the time we got solid state society? I yeah, believe so, she was. right? So yeah. she was working and uh Tokusa was running uh section nine. He was the one in charge of it, uh outside of Aramaki, of course, but he was like the field commander. Um but then of course things fall apart and then uh the band goes and uh, a lot of them go over to uh states. Yeah, because at the at the end of at the end of second gig, she's like, I'm 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 a free agent now. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I'm an independent contractor. Exactly. So um, but it just seems like if they were that good as mercenaries, how could you just, they stop? I, I, I think I would have actually liked that more because you would have been able to see more of the sustainable war type of thing. Um, I mean, they do an okay job, but it's, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't working for me. So, well, I mean, um, other than that, they I mean, I, it's always good. <laughs> They they got room to improve. That's for sure. That's oh, for sure. Oh, well, well, I'll go. I'll do the other the other uh, uh, grill in the room. What's that? And I've seen in the chat, and the the defenders are out. Uh oh, oh, that animation. And I know it's not oh. by the same people that did. Don't get Ultra me started. Man. Don't. But the get... Ultraman, as many problems I had with that one, the Ghost of the Shell one's worse. Well, uh, and I'm not. I'm not going to defend it because I, I'm right there with you. I feel the exact it's same low, way. It's low do. rent. Yeah, and it looks a little bit on the cheap. Yeah, and it 
felt like playing GTA V. It feels like a video game. It looks like a video game. Yes. And I don't want that. And here, the, the woman, the woman in LA that had the food truck that they they were going to the first couple of times. Uh-huh. Remember, Togaso buys the orange from. I forget what her name was. Oh yeah. But, yeah, it had the food truck. And she's sitting there, and she was, and and you see her in the background, and she's moving just like an NPC was. Yeah, exactly in a, in, right. In a Rockstar game, yeah. and I'm just like. You know what? I'm I'm waiting to take control of Togusa, take out my RPG, and start blowing up things and get five stars. <laughs> because, damn. And 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 I get it. I get it. And people and I I've read this. I've read the articles, and I know that they've done it. But Ultraman had some of its issues, but the this one just looks a lot worse. And I yeah. don't know because. It's harder to do action sequences with people than doing it with like, armored suit guys like an Ultraman. But it was it's 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 so bad that it really it really takes away from you. Yeah, because you're getting annoyed by it. It's and very I'm like, distracting. It's distracting, and I'm just sitting there going, "We got to be better." And the thing is, what makes this even worse is this is a ghost in the shell. Yeah, I mean, you can sit. Yeah, okay. Standalone complex was done what twelve years ago. And still looks better. You can than this still show. sit there and watch it, and it still looks better. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, it for, does. Even some of the issues it probably has. Yeah, this is production but IG this, that's 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 run, that's behind yes. the production of this show too. And it's like, oh man, goddamn, this almost seems like a step production, down. Production IG is they they have always made their name on being the best at what they animate yeah. and the detail and the quality and you just don't see it here. Well, I wanted you to just yeah. I wanted to bring up a comparison because um there's another show that just showed up on Netflix called Drifting Dragons. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it or if checked out uh, any episodes of the show, right? It's animated by a company called Polygon and it looks incredible. I I got to say watching it, it's CG, it's a CG anime, but it's cel shaded which is the way they should approach the show. And what kills me yeah. is when you watch the closing sequence of the show, the look of the closing sequence is the way this show should have fucking looked. Look, <laughs> you, yeah. Exactly. It, they're cell shaded. Yeah. They're representing 2D animation, but using 3D. I don't have a problem with CG animation. Let me just put that on the table right now. But if you're going to take a anime series that was 2D animated and bring it into the world of 3D CG animation, especially when Ghost in the Shell, the original standalone complex, had CG animation in it. If you remember, the uh, the Tachikomas were always rendered in yeah. CG, but they were cell shaded. So they looked like they matched. The cars were also, uh, and all the vehicles yes. were, were also cell shaded too. So it looked great for that show. It still looks good today. Why couldn't they have done that? This show to look just like that. I don't understand why you're trying to go for like this realistic slant. Um, you know, for Ultraman, that's fine because Ultraman is based on the real, but it's a not, real but life. It's, mm-hmm. But it's not. But it's not realistic. Exactly that's right. The problem. And that's it, the problem. It, it does. It does not look realistic. I mean, and I was telling Solbro this mm-hmm. over before we got on. Yeah. And I know maybe people haven't seen it, but yesterday I watched the last episode of. The Clone Wars. Yes. And I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, wow. Yes, that has – and it still has a cartoony feel and everything. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, why is the quality of this so much better? And yes, you can sit there and say, well, it's got the Disney money. Okay, but this has got Netflix money. Ne- Netflix is burning money on anything. And you, and you know that Ghost in the Shell got a higher budget than probably even Ultraman did because yeah. it's just the name recognition alone. It's going to garner more views. Yeah. So I, that 
and I, I, I saw the Animation Defense Force come out. I saw wow. them on Twitter. Really? And I, you know, because <laughs> I lurk. And it, oh, some people, oh, it's not that bad, you know. Blah. It's the same people that did go uh, Ultraman. Blah, 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 Which is blah. fine, because like, Ultraman okay. is based on the property that was live action before but it, it was, became but CG. It wasn't... So you, it, you, I can believe that more in that format than I can Ghost in the Shell, because Ghost but in the Shell... You, mm-hmm. if you put them side by side, right. there's a quality difference. I don't even care what I don't the doubt it. material is. Yeah. There's a there's a quality difference. Sure. But and, even even and, that and, show and did I'm, that and, same thing with the mocap uh yeah. performances where it's like I this is supposed to be animation. You don't have to capture every bit of their movement. It you can do what anime does, which is like you can have the character be still or have like mo, uh deliberate animated movement, but not have them just back there just like arm swinging, you know, just like just just or, bad posture uh, and that, all that but... shit. It's like it just drives me nuts. And some of them just look weird. Like yeah. I saw there was somebody did a couple of um, they did a couple screenshots of Aramaki where he looked. It was like in one scene. I think it's towards the be. I think it's when he's uh, doing the thing with the prime minister. Yeah. And it's in one scene, and they show like a couple different shots, and he looks different in each one. So it's like it, there's no consistency. So. I, I just I, wanted, I don't know. I wanted this to have the same approach as that Drifting Dragon show, which looks really good. Or um, as I always always talk about them, Arc System Works, the way they render uh, 2D animation into 3D and, and make it look seamless. They could have taken that approach with this show and it would have looked incredible. And I don't yeah. know why they won't. I know eventually that will become the norm because there's nobody touching those guys. Let's, let's, let's be that. honest. And, they're, but, they're, they're positioned in this as one of their flagship animes. Yes. And and it will be. I mean, this is the one where you're going to get people because people know this. This thing's been around for 25 years. Of course. I mean, the the original movie is still a classic. I mean, it it's probably it's in the Mount Rushmore of of the uh, anime movies. I and mean, it's, it's influenced so much too. You know, it's 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 yes. very it's very well lauded when it comes to like all, all sorts of. It creators. influenced so much it actually did a live action movie yep. with American actors. Yeah. <laughs> so put it to you that way. There it, you go. It, it, it's it's known. So you would think you would take more care of this, and and it and it does. It takes, and this is what I find really between this and the lack of keeping the tightness of a mystery story. Mm-hmm. With lots of political and diplomatic intrigue, mm-hmm. I don't know what the pol- diplomatic intrigue of this. Like when it, you know, you bring you bring up Agent Smith, and okay, he's the face, he's the face of the United States. But it's like, what is really? We don't get anything from there at this point. We would get some type of, you know, why? Why is he the only face that we're really seeing for the government? You know, Aramaki's dealing with, yes, he dealt with the president, but we never really saw that. We didn't see any of that. We're hearing hearing a lot of stuff, and I'm sure a lot of that's going to bear fruit in the second season because it's it's all set up. I mean, I can can definitely see, recognize setup for what it is, but um, I I wanted more. I wanted more um, meat uh, when it came to the, the political climate 
of this of this what the world has become because it's been 11 years since standalone i'm sorry since solid state society so a lot has happened and you just get kind of the cliff notes of what happened and right. then eventually they're going to walk it back but I, i'm 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 a little little sad well, you, 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 you hope you hope they walk it back I hope you don't so. know that yeah <laughs> they may not you know it, it is what it is and, um, and, and, and it's like i said even when we get to the point of this takahashi kid yeah and yeah he had the thing with um you know the yakuza and they killed his friend and the 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 airborne the former airborne trooper saved him and everything and mm-hmm. he felt he okay he fell in love with 1984 the book but really what was this guy's issue like you find out like even with his mother it's like well he never really did it. he you find out his father died you, but his mother's like oh well he was still the same old kid it wasn't like he changed or anything it, i'm not getting i'm not feeling too good about this whole thing either where it's like well, i mean one did, book other, is gonna have didn't other people you know, awaken at the same time he did like there's the 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 one percenter guy there's the uh the yeah, boxer but guy. they're but they're but they're they're Thinking that he is, remember now they believe that he is the genesis zero? of oh, he's, he's a, patient zero. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So yeah, if that's the case, then you know, because I, I, he's the one that created Think Pole, yeah, and that's where this is all going to in the end. So I think there's more to that story too. I think there's more Maybe. to uh, to to how how he transitioned and all that stuff, and we'll find Maybe. out. But uh, I'm not. I'm definitely gonna not gonna defend the animation. Matter of fact, I was oh. super critical of it when I was watching it. Um, I could. It, I, they should have put more money into this, and they should have made it look like it was the easy. I, I, I don't think it's a money thing. No, I, I, think, they, they, I think they had the money. I think it's just the. You know what they did? They they probably overcharged. No, yeah. they, the company that did it probably overcharged. Or they, or they got and, it out in a they, small amount of time and they didn't spend yeah. enough time letting things render or making the scenes look better or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know but what when, when I'm watching this, it's like this could have been done 20 times better and it should have been because this is Ghost in the Shell. Because, and because it, it should look on things. par, if not better, than yes. the original freaking yep. series. And I don't know why that did the, not happen. The original movie. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to ask for it to be on a movie quality, but it should be on par with Standalone Complex for Christ's sake. It should be should on be par close at with this point. SAC. We, we 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 have that ability now. We and, we it's not like we don't have the ability. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just that, saying, cell shading it would have been the perfect move. I'm watching Drifting Dragons. It's like this looks money this thing. looks fan freaking tastic. How is it a money thing? Yeah, as he's saying, it's a money thing. How is it a money thing? Well, TV shows usually notoriously get a lower budget than that, but this is a Netflix show. This is so a Netflix sh- show. So they should have... And, they, and they it, it has money the prestige. Exactly. And Sentinel Complex, the first two seasons, had an exorbitant budget. It had a really good budget. So yes. I... I, I don't know how this it's series could have gotten that yeah. either. I mean, if you want to get if you want Nef- if you want this show to be on Netflix, Netflix, then you should have put out you should have put a comparative budget to the other series, and that's my my critique to whoever is behind the money behind I, the production. It think, should have been better looking from what it was. I, I, I like I like what uh, what Ed says. It went to the lowest bidder. Yeah. It went to the highest bidder that did it on the lowest bidder's budget. Is what they did. They probably pocketed half the profits. On well, according it. according to the chat, uh, I guess one of the directors uh aramaki uh is is um he went with the studio that did the uh starship troopers uh cg anim- animated movie because he worked with them in the past so he wanted to work with them on this but if 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 that's the case what they should have gone was the studio that could have put out the best looking uh series and and because there's the there's two things that stand on, there's two things that anything goes to the show has to have yeah has to have a deep introspective thing about the the, uh, the 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 interface between man and machine 
and how it works within societal, mm-hmm. you know, um, social economic issues of the time. And it has to look gorgeous because that's <laughs> the, they've all looked gorgeous. Yeah. This does not look gorgeous. I can't sit there and say you, you're, you're telling me that they sat there and they did all this and they're like, yes, this looks gorgeous. Yeah, it, it can't be when you got stuff like and I know it's got less episodes, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's a smaller property, mm-hmm. Castlevania, which looks amazing, you know, so. I mean, there's sometimes where Castlevania looks rough, but when it's on, it's on, and that's right. for real. <laughs> that's that's, and, that's and there, real there talk. Times, there's times the ghosts in the, the show, the series. There were times that they went rough, but for the most part, it looks good. And when you're sitting there saying that the ending credits looks better than the whole entire show you just watched. The style of the ending credits, yeah, it, yeah, that's the way the whole series should have been. And granted, it didn't put me off from watching the, the style, show. The it's just different. It's, the style's different from the ending credit. The style of the characters yeah. look different from the ending credits than what's in the show. It's it just, should be consistent. Yeah, it's just my gripe with the with the way the aesthetic, the way the show looks. When I know that there's better ways they could have rendered this show, and it it, yeah. it, it irks me that they didn't. But it's like it's not the choice is not in my hands. And I know the second season is going to look just the same. So well, here, I'm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna roll here, with it for now. Here, Mechasong goes. Mm-hmm. Maybe the cast was expensive. Who cares? It's Netflix. They shit money for bad <laughs> stuff. Like there's there there are worse shows and stuff that they paid tons of money for. Yeah. So they they, they if, if this was anything else, if this was like done by like Cartoon Network or something like that, I could understand that because they have to make Netflix doesn't care. Yeah, I mean, it, they don't care. I know DeCat writes, I hear many animation companies have had to switch to 3D to meet Netflix deadlines. That could very well have been a villain in all of this. Sure, deadlines maybe. That, and that could have that could have caused problems there. Um, but I, then again, man, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I see the trailers but, but, for... But that, uh, but that deadlines have been a thing for 40 years for yeah, these people. Absolutely. So, I mean, I... I it is what it is. I, I just, I, at the end of the day, I just hope that it does improve. The think of think of think of Doan's Island in Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> that was done on a short deadline. I'm trying not to think of that, but <laughs> yo, don't. And that looks that looks better than this. Oh my god! Wait, no, 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 I would I wouldn't go that far. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ! It's like saying the knife yeah. fight in Macross looks better than this. Uh, it's like, come on now. <laughs> the, is this? I, RX, I just the I, RX 78-2 on all fours, like it was. It's the, it's the best. But going into positive, since they brought up the cast in the chat, I would say I would I would I'm so glad that the cast did return because I haven't sure. watched this in English yet. But the, for those who don't know, the English dub is now available as of May the third. So if you want to rewatch the season again in English, you can do that with the uh, the voice. Yeah, how much cheaper is the cast? Are they're recording from their houses now? <laughs> I see all, I see I see them all on the Twitter feeds. All the all those. The, hey, I just built. I just. Got new stuff for my indoor studio. I'm, yeah. I'm doing stuff. I'm like, they, there you go. Half their fee goes away because you don't have to give them per diem or any mileage or something. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Richard F. Carr and the gang, man. It's so good. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, Crispin Freeman, they're all back. But so is like the cast, the VAs, sorry, the uh, the Seiyu from uh, all the years of doing standalone complex. Uh, uh, Atsuko Tanaka, I believe, is, is the I, voice of the major. I, and the voice Solid Snake is the voice of uh, Bato. And uh, the whole the gang's all here. I think the problem is what you said. It didn't. It didn't debut in Japan first, because yeah. you know this would have been just lambasted in Japan, because they're they're worse than us. 
when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> they, they, we, they are. They are the, those, so, those news groups, boy. They don't fuck around. <laughs> any any, uh, any other positives that you liked? Any other st- episodes that stood out? I'll be honest with you. Outside of the bank one mm-hmm. and maybe the one with the – I forget. What was his name? Gary Knight or something? The, 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 uh, the army guy that they – uh, and then Togusa getting the the band back together with with the the title card, thinking like it was going to be a fake uh, Agent Coulson. Or oh yeah, yeah, die. yeah, yeah. And, that was that was uh, a, that was a solid episode. I like that episode a lot. That, that but bu- other than that, and and I mean maybe the one with um, uh, what's his face from um, uh, dancing the dancing dude from uh, Metal Gear. Um, <laughs> you know the naked guy and you remember uh, what was his name Raiden oh Raiden yeah uh, yeah 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 Raiden yeah when you had, remember how you danced with him was that in 3 or something Metal Gear Solid 3 where you had to dance with him naked that's what I felt oh, with that one I think oh, Patrick been... Patrick Huge <laughs> Patrick Huge <laughs> what about those what about those fucking football guys in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the first arc I guess uh, things had gotten oh, so bad yeah. that uh, that football players who uh, didn't I guess didn't reach their goals? Uh, they started to to get into terrorism or whatnot, and they were working yeah. for the uh, the one percent. I found that shit funny. Once and, again, which which was another thing where it's like this is an interesting thing. Why yeah. don't we go into this a little bit more? Like I feel like the previous Ghost in the Shell writers would have gone into that a little bit. We would have had a standalone episode where there would have been like. Bato liked this, you know, his former, uh, the former LA Rams linebacker. Now he finds out he's for working for this, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing shit, but yeah. you know, it's like, that was the kind of stuff that we'd see or, 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 or one of the, you know, Pazu or Ishikawa, one of those guys where it's like, Oh, I used to watch football. I used to love this guy. And mm-hmm. now I can't believe now I got to fight him. He's, he's a, you know, so uh, there's just all that stuff that I just feel like they're missing. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot to be desired. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot. If anything, there's a lot more they need to uh, expand upon when uh, the second <clears throat> half rolls out. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's my last of my positives. I do have some negatives that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, okay. But, uh, What's that outside of the? Well, outside of what you said. Okay. Uh, I guess. I mean, I like this character, but I'm not completely sold on her yet. Uh, Putin Isaki. The Bateau uh, stalker, that the, yeah. the the new girl that's on the group is in the Bateau fangirl. Bateau yeah. fangirl. I mean, she, man, yeah. I never didn't think Bateau was gonna have someone as Jack. You will so you, never get between him and his uh, oh, Tachi. I, I know, right? It's <laughs> like. I also want to know: Is he still giving his Tachikoma um natural Real oil? oil? Yeah, yeah. yo, come on, man! I need I need a continuation of that story, yo. Because Tachikoma was represented in this one. I think she, I think he's or he or she is the one that um that got busted up. No, that the one that got busted. Yeah, that was his. The one that was on the roof was his, and that's the one that got busted yeah. up. But poor baby. But um, yeah. Yeah, it eventually got fixed. Yeah, they had the they had the patch patch old girl back together. But um, I, I did I did like it funny that the uh, Tashi Komas uh, went into pimping. That yeah, was interesting. They did. That was a funny thing. <laughs> I knew they had it in a good shit. <laughs> they tried to sell lap dances to Togusa. I was like, you got to be kidding me! Are they really doing this? They downloaded the pimp Nate slip back app. That's what. I- they downloaded that app and got to work, man. Good shit, guys. Man, you did me proud. But uh, 
she's she's a little bit squirrely. She doesn't seem like she fits in the group, but uh, it's cool because she's new and uh, she adds comic relief to the group too. So I, I feel like she's gonna die. I I, I she might. She I feel might. like I feel like she's gonna die. She she had her one <laughs> shining moment, or, when... or she's gonna or she's gonna get brain hacked or something. <laughs> like they'll she'll be brain hacked and they'll they'll save her at the end, or she'll just get killed. Like yeah. I. I got this weird feeling about her. Yeah, she could get ace. I don't know. I mean, she she does seem to come in handy sometimes. She helped to track down ThinkPole, so props to her. Yeah. She got a moment to shine, and she she fucked that dude up in the alleyway. So you know, it's like, damn, you know what gangster, she is, aren't you? right? She she's the she's the young with a with a better like a more because you get the sense that like she's more into like the social life, how social media works in that area oh, yeah. than even these guys do, even though. They've been doing it for so long. <laughs> kind of, I, I get in some ways, even though you see that they nobody ages. Um, they all, um, they're all much older. Mm -hmm. So it, it almost seems in some ways they're a little out of, they're out of sorts. I think like because they're so used to doing things the way they did it in the past, then it looks like the world has changed a little bit for them. So. I don't know. It, it, it's 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 strange, but uh, I, I was no, the exactly. Tachi Comas, They didn't die in second gig. Didn't no. they get uploaded to the satellite? Yeah, they got they got uploaded to the satellite. So yeah, yeah their their consciousness got preserved and eventually, yeah. I guess, got re re uh, reallocated back to their bodies. So yeah, that's Tachi Comas forever, man. Yeah, Tachi Comas forever. We can't kill those guys. They're the best. They're the best yeah. son. Speaking of uh, age, man, I, I pointed this out to Neo before the show, but it's been eleven years since Solid State Society, and no one has aged a fucking day. Yeah. No one's aged a second. Yo, and, and uh, I, I know that some of them are cybernetic, and I know the Major, she's never going to age because her body's completely prosthetic. But what about my man Togusa, y'all? My man especially is... Losing, especially being a divorcee now. Yeah, he's a divorcee, and a, son. Dead, and a divorcee, deadbeat, deadbeat dad. Deadbeat I mean. dad, man, living a single bachelor life. My man exactly. is still the, the mid-30s. He hasn't yeah. aged a second, y'all. It's he been... He look like Dennis from... Uh... <laughs> he <laughs> looked... He, he, my man looked older in solid state society than he does now that's yeah. how fucked up that is like i mean it, granted we all introduced these to these characters in 2030 right it's 2045 now guys 15 years since the whole franchise started and they, some of them look younger than they did before maybe arabaki's aged a minute but that's about it <laughs> well, maybe, well maybe wait maybe they're um maybe they're using that mercenary money for some plastic surgery Might they were be. in la so maybe they were, um, you know, because as we found out, I think uh, plastic surgery was deemed essential last week here. No, <laughs> oh, was it now? God damn. Yeah, Beverly Hills. The Beverly Hills plastic surgeons were deemed necessary. But I, yeah. I think if you think about this this world out here, yeah, it, it would be necessary. But oh, um, oh. yeah, Togo says that he's a divorcee, man. He was sitting he sure there. He was, he was sitting there looking at. He was like uh, he was like Vic Mackey in that. Yes. <laughs> Looking at the picture like the good old days. <laughs> oh, back when my family was, my family loved me. And back, now, when, back when I had something to live for. <laughs> granted, he was in Section Nine and was holding down the family, but now he's a he's 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 a he's a. a, a what a do you think of, killed his family? It's what killed him. I mean, Section Nine was was he was still with his Actually, family. I'll be honest with you. I mm -hmm. wanted the dead. I wanted divorced dad. I wanted him to have to take his kid to the zoo. The standalone. <laughs> Wouldn't you like that though? I mean, seriously, you, you would, know what? As a standalone episode, you would have liked to seen what, like, what would happen. He could, we could have found out why all of a sudden, like you just said, he 
was part of Section 9 for all those years, held down a family, yep. no issues. Now he's divorced, sad dad. You know what, Wait, though? I, I to get his kid to get, take him to the zoo. I am reminded but. of one incident that may have put the seed to his divorce. If you remember in Solid State Society, wasn't he brain jacked or something? And his kid was actually in the line of fire? It is a, there's a sequence in Solid yeah, State his Society. Kid died, his yeah. kid almost died. That could have definitely contributed towards that. So I'm wondering if that actually will actually be uh, the, the explanation. As to why him and his wife uh, thinks fell so apart. Sad now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean he's he's, he's holding it down, man. He's, he seems to be more energetic. He was he was fighting like Bruce Lee in that one scene where they were fighting mm -hmm. off all those all those virtual uh, those killer dummies that were coming after them. But um, yeah. he he seems to be a little lighter uh, in in character now than he was back in uh back in the other seasons of Solid State Society. But yeah, um, I I, I gotta say that um. Uh, yeah, Perrin is not that great of a character yet, uh, and um, they haven't aged. Uh, but other negative is, if I can find it here, um, not. I mean, really, we went over everything else. Uh, the art style, yeah. I'm not crazy about the art style either. Uh, and um, other than that, man, we just we just just need. I, I need some of that old magic back. That's what I want for this this season. I enjoyed what I got. Don't get me wrong, stream. I really did. It's just that. It's almost like half, half of what I wanted, and so maybe because of the length that contributed, maybe there's just certain things I maybe I just had high, high really high expectations, and uh, well, that's on because me, they've the set time, them. Yeah, they have. You set have them. high expectations because they've always met or exceeded your expectations that's with true. the previous offerings that you set. So. It, it's not this thing of like it's you production know IG, what you man. I do expect the right. I do expect top of the pops from them. So yeah, man. Right. When 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 we watch like certain Gundam stories, like the Gundam build fighters, we kind of know what we're going into, and I think that's why now our reviews are getting better for them because we're like we know this is going to be silly. It's going to be ridiculous. We just want and we know it's just here for fun, and we end up having fun watching it. Yeah. This we know. It's like okay, I know that when I'm gonna watch Ghost in the Shell, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch this deep, introspective story, but not so deep that it's that that it doesn't go anywhere or it just does stuff just to do things like anything from J.J. Abrams or <laughs> Linda Law for Westworld or any of those things. It actually has a purpose and it makes you kind of think. Mm -hmm. Not too much thinking after this one. I was like, okay, that was cool. Um, I can't wait to see the second season. But I'm not like, wow, thinking about, oh, wow, this is, you know, it, it does have that thing of the global simultaneous default. That does sound like something that we could, that could be something we might encounter in our society now. You never know. My, my biggest but fear, it, but it, but it, it's never like the the previous ones. Yeah. So my my biggest fear is that they they're gearing the show more towards a Western audience, and it's like, please don't do that. Uh, don't do not change the formula so much that you're trying to garner I, I, the I average don't, I don't know, viewer. I don't know enough. I don't know enough necessarily if it's even that. Maybe they just don't have the right people doing it. I mean, it could be just that. I mean, it's 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 it could be just the fact that um, I know the because. Who is even the creator of Ghost in the Shell? Don't they? It's like a it's like a street address, right? Like a, a name to a street address. Oh, Mazumi Shiro, yeah. <laughs> it's like nobody even really knows, and I and I know that they're part of this, whoever they are. Yes. Um, but you can. T uh, are they even 
that hands-on in it at this point? Or are they just like, fuck it, I'm just going to get the royalty checks? Well, Shiro usually doesn't sit on, like, the creative panel. He's he's always someone that they, they uh, have consulting, but he's never been, like, a But how a much writer, of consulting are they doing? I don't Even, know, but... That's my point. He's never like, ever been... To me, he's never seemed like he's ever had, like, any handle on where, where what they do with it. Like, ever since Otomo uh, adapted the uh, original... Uh, uh, material for his movie, he's just always seemed to be someone who they consulted and someone who just sat in the background collecting the check. But um, you know, he, he's the guy who came up with the thought-provoking material in the first place with the manga. But I, I just never have gotten that impression that he's ever been like directly involved in any of these. Pro- uh, or maybe it's the reverse. Maybe he's too involved now. Who knows? Who knows? You know? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess mean, I guess that's something I should look up. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how involved he is in this. So. Anything else, Solbro, before we go and give some ratings? Oh, my last uh, my last complaint is the music. Um, it's not bad, uh, just to say that, but it's hard to top Yoko Kano. It really is. <laughs> so when listening to the like the score in this, there were some moments where the yeah. score kicked in and it was actually halfway decent. But it's not like... Uh, when I listen to Standalone it's not memorable. score... It's not memorable. The, from the first track I popped in, when I popped in the CD for it years ago, I bought that score... Just off of the name of Yoko Kano alone, and I was not disappointed with either volume of that. And it's so iconic, so memorable, that um, I was hoping that this would be on the level. Now, shout outs to uh, uh, Nobuko Toda, who's the uh, composer for this, another female composer. Um, she hasn't doesn't have a lot under her belt, so you know this is just you know this is probably her big break into um, in, into into getting noticed. But um, I'd say the score is. It's 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 serving its purpose, but it's Kano uh, is uh, sorely missed. I, I know that she's working on Cowboy Bebop right now, the live action score for Cowboy Bebop. So thank God there. But um, that might be what she's tied down by, uh, tied down uh, with right now. Couldn't come back to do this. But um, yeah, that's that's another another uh, downside uh, that I had. But that's it. That's that's what I have. So sober score uh, ratings. Man. Ah, that's gonna be a tough one, man. Um, again, I enjoyed it for the most part. If I was to rate this, I'd probably rate it. Well, if you were to, you need uh, to. I'm sorry. It's not if you're going yeah. to. If if uh, you're not, you're not going. <laughs> if, not if you're going to. You are. You have to. Uh, well, that's the whole uh, idea behind this. Rating this, uh, I would give it uh, 3.5 uh, airborne troopers out of five. 3.5. Uh, only Ooh. because uh, I it has a lot of promise. Uh, it was good to have the 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 cast back. I felt like I did come. I was coming home, but the furniture was all moved around, and um, yeah, it's got room to grow. I, I I'd give it uh, a 3.5. Yo uh, Yaza says 3.5 natural oils out of five. <laughs> there you go. But what would you give us? Well, sir? if this if this was a normal, if this was anything but Ghost in the Shell, I would probably give it. Four Tachikoma pimp hands out of five, Ooh. but it's a Ghost in the Shell show, mm-hmm. so I have to I have to not uh, knock it down a little bit. Okay. I'm gonna have to say uh, three out of five elderly bank robbers. Oh damn, elderly bank robbers! There you go, there you go. That's uh yeah, three elderly bank robbers out of five. Yeah. I, I'm amazed yours uh yours was on, you and I are on the same uh same page with the ratings but that's it's not bad like i said it's 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 enjoyable. i didn't do 3.5 i did three i did three i'm straight up three i'm oh. not i'm not oh. doing any fractions oh there you go so you got three yeah. okay so you're a little lower than me that's fine so that's i'm saying if it, if, it, if it was any other show i think it's a four because i think it's decent yeah. but for 
what it is. It's, it's supposed to be Ghost in the Shell show. Mm-hmm. It's a three. It because it just it's it's got some it's just got some things missing. That's the problem. It just doesn't feel as tight. That's that's what I need. The tightness, the consistency, something. Uh, I'm so. right there with you, man. I, I feel you on that, and uh, hopefully things will improve with the second half of the season. Shout out to Fred. I see you in the chat. Yeah, I talked about Origa earlier, uh, and yeah, it's a shame she passed away, man, because uh, her her themes for Ghost in the Shell standalone complex were absolutely haunting i missed them so much but uh we can always go back and listen man but yeah it's definitely a shame that she passed away and uh yeah man uh that's it for me sir all right so uh sober anything before we go you need to tell us where the people can get us oh i do have one tweet before we get into this and it's from yazi oh you have some tweets yeah Yeah, just just the one uh shout out to yazi he uh shares with us uh apparently there's uh sardines of char he says uh chardines apparently it's a brand called king oscar uh you you can get your sardine on in japan and soya bean oil look at look at my man on it he's got a sardine in his hand look at this guy man good shit so, am I allowed? Uh, am I allowed to eat? Are those three times saltier than normal Indeed. Um, sardines? <laughs> and and I would eat the. And would I get those to put on my pizza that I pick up in my Char Toyota? <laughs> there you go. With your with with your. <laughs> that char- commercial still kills me. Yeah, that's the, the best. The Char Toyota commercial still kills me. That's my like, shit. Oh my god. If, if, if American car commercials were like this. I mean, it's one of the greatest car commercials I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> it's amazing, man. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, shout out to Yazi for that tweet. Thank you very much. And back to you, Neil. Oh yeah, right. I, oh, I forgot. To, oh yeah, mahq.net. Check out the uh, the the Mecha and Anime headquarters. That is uh, where the magic happens. Make sure to go there. This big change is happening there soon. Uh, and uh, tell Chris what's up. And also make sure to visit uh, mechatalk.net. That's the official forums of the MAHQ uh, uh, website. And you can join the conversation there. Find us on Facebook, which is the group MAHQ1, or on uh, Twitter. I think the MAHQ Twitter is shut down right now, but you can find us on Twitter at Gundam at MAHQ on Twitter. And uh, you can see what Neo's up to, what what Patrick Stewart tweets. He's retweeting. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing a sonnet <laughs> Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good thing, actually. I'm like, you know, he's doing all of Shakespeare's sonnets. I think there's, what, 254 of them or something like that? It's, so He's, he's a like, man to do it, like too. halfway through. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, why not? Absolutely, man. So props to Neil for retweeting those and, and keeping the, the, <laughs> the Gundam at uh, MHQ Twitter lively. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SoberRyu as well. And uh, thank you guys for supporting us, as always. If you like this uh, video, hit the thumbs up for us, man. Thumbs up helps to get us seen yeah. and helps to help the video to trend so by all means share it with uh, somebody you know that uh may have watched standalone complex and had had uh bones to pick or enjoyed it and uh and join the conversation on that too man and i hope you guys uh uh definitely uh um, oh yeah can yeah. share the show with other people yazi <laughs> yazi did my tweet from yesterday what do we know the battle star i tweeted yeah <laughs> I, because because they're talking about they have a showrunner and I forwarded yeah. I, I forwarded um, uh, article about they have a showrunner for the new Battlestar Galactica S- Sam Esmail. that's going to be mm-hmm. on um, the Peacock Network yeah. and I'm just sitting there and I'm reading the article and it, it just the question went why do we need this like it, it, so they're talking it's going to be in the spirit it's not going to be the same story but it's going to be in the spirit and they're share things. 
there, there's, there's going to be cybernetic organisms in there, but they may, they're not going to be like the Cylons. Where I'm like, why? Why are we doing this outside of just the obvious, which is just doing, trying to get money? And yeah, well, uh, I mean, I, I, people, he's controversial, but it's Sam Esmail who's uh, doing the, um, the show running for that, and he ran, um, what's it called? He did, uh, he did Mr. Robot. Which uh, I guess didn't uh, end as strongly as uh, a lot of people wanted it to, but um, he was also uh, quoted as uh, it's a pseudo, if not a sequel to the um, the previous Battlestar Galactica series. I don't know in what way, shape, or form, but it's supposed to be a follow up. Why? Yeah, Why? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't and think we need it. The reason why I but... say this is I, I caught a good bit when they did the sci-fi did the marathon. I think about two weeks ago. Yeah. And because it was on, and I have it in the background, like when I was working and stuff, and I'm like. <laughs> God damn, this is such a good show. I mean, even some of the even some of the goofy ones when they what was it season four when they went off in the um, the they went off in the 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 sweat ship the the Daedalus uh, sweat ship where they were trying to find something and yeah. what's his face gets his foot shot off and I mean it's just so good. Even those bad episodes, I'm like, this is such a good show, and I'm like. Why? Why? Why are we doing this? Why? If, if why, do, why do you need another one? I know like, people. A lot I don't of, get it. A lot of people ask that same question when they were making Better Call Saul, and that's one of the best shows on television today. And even though that's a prequel, prequels never work. That show is perfection. Sure. So, if anything, I, I'm willing but, to. But, I'm willing but, to wait and see what that, happens. Why is that perfection? The guy that created Breaking Bad is part of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, him and him, right. and, that, but he's not the showrunner. Why... The showrunner is uh, uh one of his co-writers from Breaking Bad. Sure, yeah, he's not the showrunner, but you know he has a lot of influence. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in the writers' he, room and he's he's, 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 he's in the room. room. Yeah, I mean he's in the room. Absolutely. And, and they're using a person that was a writer mm-hmm. that understands what the, this guy did. I mean, I mean, I never saw Mister Robot to be honest with you. Yeah, I heard it's not. good. I, I never, it, but it never got to me. I'm just like. It looked like an updated hackers movie. I swear to God. <laughs> Damn. Yo, yo hackers. <laughs> Oof. And I actually send that out to to Boy Wonder because I know that's one of, he likes that movie a lot. Yeah, he does. And it's not a bad movie. It just doesn't oh, age well. It's pretty bad. But, it's it's yeah. aged, it's aged really bad. <laughs> so, Holy shit. But I, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you know, I get it. I I have nothing against reimagining because the, the Battlestar Galactica is a reimagining but there comes a point it's like if we're just going to kind of do this in name only why not just do an original story yeah <laughs> I mean just do an original story don't don't put in the colonies or anything because that's basically what it's going to be they're going to use references to the colonies and all this other stuff but it's not going to be that and it's like who cares and I mean I hate to say it they did do a prequel and a um no, I don't think we need another Danger Five because I don't. That's an, another one you can't mess with perfection. <laughs> what they need to do is bring back Italian Spider-Man. That's what they need to bring back. I'm waiting for them yeah, to, to resurrect that guy. Continue uh, with adventures of. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be the it'll be the best Spider-Man movie, just like just like uh, Spider-Man Two still kind of is. <laughs> I, I know, I know the I know the new ones are good, but I saw the other one. The Spider-Man Two, like two weeks ago, that's still a really good movie. Oh, you the mean the, the Sam Raimi? Oh yeah, Sam Raimi's yeah, uh, Spider-Man Two. Still a really good movie. Yeah, like it's really good, and I know it doesn't get a lot of love still because, it, and I mean the the Far From Home and uh, Homecoming are good, but I mean that that one's really good. 
but oh man <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you, you'll get gems like that sometimes on the twitter indeed so. but yeah man uh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Stewart doing Shakespeare sonnets and <laughs> me asking why you know rhetorical questions why are they doing this oh yeah the money but alright so so that's it yeah yes um, as everybody uh, <laughs> hit us up <laughs> didn't have a good segue on that one started strong with segues this episode but um yeah so yeah Solbro, uh we me and Solbro will be back in a couple weeks everybody stay safe don't be stupid yes please uh you know it's it's things will still be there and just remember the world is never going to go back to january 2020 <laughs> uh, it's forever changed <laughs> no matter how much we pine for it Things are going to be different, so just just, uh, just adapt. It'll be okay. See, I just gotta gotta um, just gotta adjust, but uh, we we all will. And uh, thank you guys yeah. for supporting us as always. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, looking forward to the next episode, man. Yeah, you don't need you don't need haircuts. You just have long hair, like uh, no, just shave like it they, all off, like I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, they do like they do in fantasy mecha anime. You just have a you know. I'll be like, uh, what's his face? Um, the the guy from Escaflone. Uh, what was that guy's name? Um, the blonde guy, the real. The, oh, Alan, Alan Shazar. Yeah, Alan there you go. Shizar, man. He had yeah, man. Yeah, that man on, was man. the best, dude. Yeah. Long. And by the way, uh, Yazi, to answer your question earlier, um, Sontendo doesn't have a mullet. He just has long hair. Togus still has the best mullet in the game, brother. The yeah, best yeah. mullet in the game. You can't beat. You can't beat him, son. You can't beat him. No. <laughs> That's it for me, sir. All right. So we'll see you guys in a couple. Take it easy. G'day there, boy. That's me, Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> oh, g'day there, boys. What are you up to, boys? Oh, you haven't been talking to the cops, have you, mate? Did <laughs> you do him at the start of uh, the Star Wars one? Oh, g'day there, Darth Vader. <laughs> Just building the Death Star, mate. You haven't been talking to the cops, have you, mate? You haven't been talking to the Jedi, have you, yeah. mate? Hey, mate. I need you to come help me build the Star Wars, mate. <laughs> G'day, Batman. <laughs> hey, Batman. What are you doing there, mate? Talking funny, but... What are you doing here? <laughs> oh, oh, look, it's Batman. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Batman. Oh, right, excuse me, Mr. Batman. It's I... <laughs> what do you want, Alfred? It's I... I just wanted to say that you forgot your lunch. I didn't forget my lunch, Alfred. I'm off the car. You've got to have an extra big lunch because you've got all the, the crime fighting today. You never, you never see Batman chewing on a little muesli bar, do you? You've got to keep your blood sugars up, otherwise you'll feel tired. Oh, get out there, Alfred Pennyworth, mate. Hello. Up to, mate? Ben Mendelsohn, I'm a big fan of all the villains that yeah. you have played. Oh, you have been talking to the cops, have you, mate? Uh, no. No, I you wouldn't talk to the cops, would you, mate? I would absolutely not talk to the cops. Yeah. At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. When the killer left Thompson's apartment, he found Amory Fallon's note. He saw Amory Fallon asleep on the stairway, so he went back to the apartment. No. No, what are you talking about? 
The killer accidentally overheard Thompson's phone call to Vivian Ames, a phone call setting up a perfect alibi for him. So he opened the door, went in, and then he killed Ned Thompson. No, no, I didn't do those things. I didn't kill Ned Thompson. And you didn't plant Fallon's note in his no, pocket? No, no! No, Mr. Nichols. You didn't kill Thompson. But you did, Mr. Wells. Yes! Yes, I killed Ned Thompson! I killed him! 